Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon, company run by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, coach, former Army officer. Appreciate Higher Echelon sponsoring this podcast. And the, the team is back. Steve and Sal back together. Breakfast with Black with the Black <laughs> Knight Nation podcast, Steve. Steve, did you Maybe have your breakfast yet? Uh, maybe that's uh, I have my protein shake in and, and my vitamin C and all, all the all the supplements for the day. So I'm feeling good. It's uh, maybe that's a new spinoff. Black Knight breakfast with the Black Knight Nation. <laughs> probably, man. Probably not bad. Not bad. We have to market that or something. Um, I had my pop tart, my brown sugar cinnamon pop tart, and we're all good. Um, <laughs> man, it's it's this uh, season opener is approaching really fast, quicker than I can imagine. Been at the three scrimmages for Army. You know, seeing the offense uh, kind of do their thing. And, uh, man, I, I don't know. Are you fired? got to be fired up for the season, right, Steve? Uh, I got the Black Knight uh, flag flying high at the house. Just switched it. Uh, just switched it over for game week on Sunday. So, uh, a lot of people excited. You know, I'm, I'm here at um, CGSC in Fort Leavenworth. So, a lot of um, – a lot of Black Knight fans out here, and uh, going to try to get some watch parties going for sure. There you go. There you go. You know, this season is pretty interesting, right? There's the schedule. I think it's the hardest since Jeff, toughest as Jeff Munkin's been here in his 10 years. I think that, you know, this offense, what are we going to see from this offense? You know, that's a question. Defense returns a bunch of guys. Um, What are your, what are your first impressions going into the season, would you say? Uh, what I've been, you know, people always like to ask me, Hey, what do we think about the, the team this year? And, and what we think, and I think that we're going to have to be, um, you know, rely on the defense this year as we get used to the new offense. Um, but a lot of upside with the offense. So we can go one or two ways. It's either going to be a learning year where there's some mishaps and, and, and I know that's all part of the game, but, uh, where I think we may, uh, find some, some, uh, some turning points in games is when our offense has the ball and a chance to score, can we execute the new offense like we used to um, and win games in the fourth quarter? Uh, or is the new offense going to be a little more thinking and a little less um, reactive? Uh, you know, I remember we used, we always used to use the terms um, – unconscious competence right so you don't even have to think you just execute versus conscious competence where you're thinking about executing correct so uh it'd be interesting to see um i do agree sal this schedule is very tough uh some really good teams on there and some teams throughout the the season uh will be playing some pretty tough teams uh so there's no really um I, like there's no stretch where there's not a good team every other week. Um, you know, we may play a team that we're favored by, but then the next week we're playing a team that can go either way. So definitely going to be uh, needing to execute X's and O's along with, you know, winning the, that turnover battle is going to be huge. Yeah. And you look at the offense, right? We're talking, we'll talk offense real quick first. And, uh, you know, seeing them in the scrimmage and, you know, you're not going to, it's not like they're scripting plays and scrimmages where people can be in stands and see what they're actually going to do in games. You know, they're kind of going through the going through it a little bit. And you know, um, that that last scrimmage that I saw on Saturday, they definitely like you're looking at the shotgun offense and you're thinking, okay, the ball's going to be in the air a little bit more, and you're going to see a little bit more passing reps in scrimmages. Didn't really see that in the first two 
uh, scrimmages, but saw that a little bit um, on Saturday. And Bryson Daly was throwing the ball a little bit. It's different, Steve. When you're having a controlled scrimmage, right? It's a controlled scrimmage. The guys weren't being taken to the ground so much. Um, the defense was tackling the scout team offense, but not the, the, the travel offense wasn't being taken to the ground. You want to keep guys healthy heading into the game, right? And, you know, you see there's certainly the weapons on offense, right? I mean, Isaiah Austin, man, if he's used um, more frequently, he can be very – it could be very, very good. Ijon Marshall, a guy we have saw break off some big touchdown runs and pass and receiving catches, it can be very exciting. Miles Stewart is a guy that they really like to play that single back to start out. He's got pretty much good breakaway capabilities, big play capabilities. Um, there's a lot out there for offense. And we haven't talked about Tyrell Robinson, um, who's not uh, practicing yet, but Munkin hopes to get him back in probably the first quarter of the season. So, I mean, we've seen this offense in the triple be pretty explosive with the plays, right? 70 yards or more. I don't know. Maybe we'll see the same out of the shotgun. We'll, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see at Louisiana Monroe on Saturday. Yeah. And I think that's a good, uh, good start. Uh, I saw that we're favored by nine, whatever that means. Uh, it's the beginning of the college football season. So no preseason. We don't really know where guys stand. So it's always interesting the first week to, to see. Uh, I think the biggest thing is, are we going to be able to execute the reads and share the ball to give all those playmakers uh, an equal chance to keep the defense guessing. Uh, and, and that's what the triple option allows. Um, you know, that's, that's the advantage it allowed is it. Yeah. It may be fullback quarterback 70% of the time, but you don't know which one every time. And then when the pitch happens, it's four 20 yard gain. And then when the slant happens, it's four 20 yard gain. So how do we play call and execute the reads to where that still gives us the advantage uh, will be huge. It, it's funny because people people only ask me, hey, what, you know, how's the season going? You know, is the triple option going to be good this year? And I'm like, man, they just – they don't know that we've had such an overhaul. And I try to explain it, uh, you know, what I remember was Air Force ran – something to this effect way back a, a very different style but the shotgun triple option rpo um type of style um and that's what i try to you know even though it looks different that's what i try to tell people is it's it's a it's an option rpo style that we're trying to run that allows for better angles uh, uh keeps us away from long yardage with the the bull crap cut blocks that you know as the rules change uh the angles change uh and it prevents us from that advantage that we used to have uh so <clears throat> you know i told people they may see a little more you know uh, there will be collisions but a little more uh basketball blocking as far as like linemen just getting their bodies in front of the guys for us to split the scene uh just be prepared for that because the the darting out at three feet off the ground and taking guys' legs out uh, will still be there, but it won't be at the, at the quantity that, um, that you, that we're used to seeing out of army football. Yeah, no doubt. Talking to Connor for after the first practice, the offensive lineman, he's like, you know, it's going to be a less wear and tear on the bodies of these offensive linemen. Uh, th this offense, you know, it's you're right. It's the cut blocking, cut blocking is gone. Um, 
that the less I don't know if we're gonna say offensive linemen are always gonna be play physical, play play hard, play fast, right? And this is maybe they play they they're gonna play faster, I think, this in this offense in general. And um, you know, I, I just think of the guys like you know, people wanna know, you know, what's gonna go on with the B backs, what's gonna go on with Tyson Riley and Jacoby Buchanan, how is Army gonna use them? Well, in the scrimmages, they're on the field quite often. And they may not be necessarily that single back, but they're going to be involved in the offense. They've tried some different things with them. I'm not going to like kind of reveal uh, to the everything that they've done with the backs, but you, you may be surprised. I'm telling you. And if I was surprised in a scrimmage covering the team for so long, I wonder what the defense are going to see, because I think with Drew Thatcher, the new offensive coordinator and also coach uh, def- offensive quarter, Matt Drinkall, that's the thing, Steve, you hit it right on the head. You don't know where it's coming from. You do not know where it's coming from. And the, the the key thing here, I will say, Bryson Daly, right? Junior quarterback, starting quarterback. Keeping Bryson Daly healthy, and that means a little bit of spreading the ball around. Right, Steve? Triple option offense, sometimes the quarterback will tote it, you know, in excess of 20 times a game. I don't know if you want to do that in this offense. I mean, Bryson Daly, we've seen he's a capable runner, right? He broke off two big touchdown runs last year. In, in games, but I think that you want to spread out the ball. They're saying Bryson Daly's not is becoming more calm in the offense. Not thinking he has to put everything on his shoulders. He has some talent around him, and and, and then see how it goes because the depth behind Bryson Daly, with all due respect, that is unproven. You know, it's unproven. It's a sophomore Dwayne Coleman. It's a freshman Larry Robinson. So I mean, they're they're a little thin on a quarterback right now, and. Bryson Daly will be very key to this offense, um, how he operates it, the decisions he makes, and um, you know how they can keep him get, get, they can keep him uh, starting every game. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think that's one thing that uh, people uh, underestimate about the triple option is you can run on uh, defensively, you can run slants and stuff a lot of the time to make the read. The quarterback keeps it, and the quarterback can get pounded early. Um, and a, a famous, a famous quote that I love from the coach, Bobby love coach Lyles is discourage their courage. Right. And when the quarterback runs the offense in the triple option and he's getting hit five, six times in a row, um, and you're hitting him well square, uh, it can, it can make a difference in the reads or what he sees on the field. Uh, and I think that, you know, you brought it up, Sal, <clears throat> the, the, we got to spread the ball. It's got to be an offense where the defense can't dictate where we're going with it by slants and reads and stuff that uh, allows the quarterback to give the ball. I mean, like you said, we got we got players at every position. Um, we got guys that can break it from every position. And the most the, the most exciting thing I, I think I'm anticipating is Isaiah Austin getting a little more love. Uh, in this offense, because I think he can he can really spread the, uh, you know, stretch the defense. And that just makes it, uh, you know, more capable for Bryson to uh, make the reads. Uh, just, you know, we just got to, you know, in the biggest thing is not forcing it to guys. Uh, yeah. But, I you know, I'm excited. I think I think that uh, with all the talent we have coming back on defense and. Maybe a little chip on the so- shoulder from last year. 
uh, you know, finishing on a high, but not, uh, you know, performing maybe every single week in and week out like that defense one. I think the juniors, now seniors have a, a good situation they're in where they can really establish the tone early with a lot of senior experience-wise that uh, can take a lot of pressure off off the new offense. Yeah, it's great points. Great points there, especially the hits on the quarterback. And just we're wrapping up the offense real quick, and then we'll get to your side, Steve, the defense. Um, guys who also should get – um, have increased roles this uh, season. Or Noah Short, he's playing that slot receiver with Ijon Marshall. He had a really good spring. He's had a really strong um, uh, preseason camp. You remember Noah's the guy who blocked the punt in the Army-Navy game. That was the turning point of the game. He has a lot of speed. He brings a lot of speed to the team, one of the fastest guys on the team. I would like to see the tight end get more involved too. Josh Lingenfelter is certainly capable. We know he's a great blocker. NFL teams are checking out Josh. They're coming to – Practices checking out Josh as as a blocking, uh, maybe a tight end in the NFL, but he can certainly catch the ball. And he's he's 250 pounds, big guy, who once he gets the, the reception can get some yards after catch. Those are a couple more guys in the offense to check out. Um, now defense, I mean, yeah, you see Andre Carter, he made the Vikings, right? First off, we didn't get to that quick news. Guys making the initial 53 roster, uh, Black Knights in the NFL, so I call them Andre Carter with the Vikings. Elijah Riley with the Steelers, John Radigan with the Seahawks, Cole Christensen signed to the practice squad with the Chiefs, Brett Toth signed to the practice squad with the Eagles. So you still have the five guys, five Army guys in the NFL now, Andre adding in this year. Um, be, be fun to watch those guys. Be fun to watch Andre develop. But now Army moves on without Andre Carter and, and Marquell Broughton on its defense. Guys who have been there for the last three years making a bunch of plays. So now, I mean, you trust Nate Woody's schemes, right? Nate Woody's been there for a while. We know what Army wants to do as far as, you know, they want to stop the run and they want to force uh, pressure on the quarterback to, to make some plays in the secondary. Um, you look at what they have back, Steve, and I think that their defensive line can almost go nine deep. I mean, they're going to rotate guys. They're going to keep them fresh. And I don't know where you are in Kansas right now, but down in Louisiana – I saw the game time temperature at seven o'clock on Saturday. It could be 98 degrees down there, Steve. So you're going to want to rotate, you know, guys in. Coach Munkin says everybody on the that they're bringing on the travel squad is probably going to play because they want to keep guys fresh. So having that experience, that defensive line has Austin Hill, you know, guys who big play at the goal line, knocking the ball away against Navy in double overtime. They have uh, Chris Frey, who we talked to during the week in, in the media. And Chris, like you said, Steve, not happy with the 6-6 six and six record last year. Thought they could do better. Is motivated in his final season. Motivating. That senior class is motivated to, to do better. Even no matter who they face on the field. You know, the schedule. Um, Darius Richardson. Nate Smith. I mean, I can go through. They have a, a nose tackle. Kyle Lewis is kind of new. A new name you might hear. But he's a guy who's pretty athletic. That they're pretty high on. So, I mean. They they have a, a couple younger guys too moving up too. So that defensive line is we know how key that is, right? In their scheme, Steve, and how they have to take on the blocks, they have to occupy some space so those linebackers and so those safeties can make some plays in the run game and then force teams into passing downs. Yeah, and I the um you know Hill's gonna be huge. And and you mentioned it with Andre and, and, and Marquell moving on. 
their 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 lasting impact will still be there because the guy saw what right looks like. Having a guy like Broughton, who's an on the field, off the field leader, you see what right looks like. You know what accountability is. You know what discipline is. It's always easier as a player, and this is really as a as a leader, as a as a follower. I always said that if I can show you what right looks like, you'll know what it looks like more than if I tell you what right looks like. And a lot of those guys got to see top-notch leadership out of Marquell, out of Andre Carter, that they know what to expect or they know how to execute um, at the United States Military Academy and, and how to prioritize and how to time management. Um, <clears throat> so I think the guys know what right looks like. I think we got the guys that have enough game experience, uh, seniority, and passion that will continue to progress and build off of that leadership from last year rather than see a decline where it's more, uh, you know, transformal versus transactional leadership. I think that a guy like Hill um, plays – you know, he reminds me a lot like Mike Gann uh, from my time as far as a playmaker at the defensive line position, not just a guy that facilitates plays being made for the defense. Even though he does both, it's also a force that you have to have to consider in your scheme uh, and really look forward to watching him play and, and the rest of the guys get after it uh, this Saturday. Yeah, Austin was uh, recruited as a linebacker. And just to see, you know, his – ath Best athletes, Sal. The best yeah. athletes. Yeah, I mean, he is <laughs> – he is – he's really – I mean, and it, I talked to – we talked to Nate Woody yesterday about kind of the leadership. You have three captains out of the four on defense. But he said that there's just more than that on, on the defensive end. And you talk about the secondary, right? And uh, uh, Q Hammonds, a guy who uh, started alongside Marquell Broughton last year. And he's he's really become the leader of that secondary. And you know you have guys like Jabari Moore and Cam Jones who are you know they played their share of games at West Point. You know, Moore is over forty games in his career. Jones has started a lot of games over the, the last three four years. He's experienced. And you, who's going to play alongside Q, Q Hammonds? You have Max Domenico and Casey Larkin who have had probably a very close competition on the defensive side in preseason. Casey Larkin's made some plays. He had an interception in the last scrimmage. He's a guy to watch. Those linebackers, right? Steve, your guys, uh, Leo Lowen. And uh, Spencer Jones wanted to give a shout-out to Spencer Jones because he's a guy who started his freshman year in the bowl game. He made his first start in the bowl game his freshman year and has battled injuries throughout the last two seasons. And now he's back into the starting lineup alongside Leo Lowen. And I think that Spencer Jones, you know, is a guy who I remember that in that Liberty Bowl game, who's he's a smart player. He's always in the right spot. He and in the preseason, I saw him making a couple punch outs, a couple plays where he was there too. So I think it's that's a good having Spencer Jones back with Leo Lowen. Those guys, Steve, Leo Lowen, Spencer Jones, and Trey Sophia, who's taken Andre Carter's spot as that edge rusher, all from Austin, Texas. All from, you know, all guys who are from you know the, the recruiting the hot spot of recruiting for Army in Texas and Austin specifically, and so those guys are. Um, it, it, it's really good to see Spencer back. Spencer back on the field. It'd be really good to see Spencer back on the field and contributing, 
you know, he's, he had some games last year, but he got a little banged up and now he's back, you know, for his senior year. Yeah, it's uh, best. The best ability is availability. And I, I'm hoping that, you know, he's 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 got himself right physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually to to be able to, you know, stay healthy this year. It's 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 frustrating to see a guy that uh, has battled through injuries uh, just trying to get back to, you know, that the mix of things. So uh, excited to see it. I uh, hope it works out. Uh, Leo Lowen, I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. I, I had a lot of a lot of fun watching him last year, uh, you know, kind of rise to the occasion of, of being that that leader on the defense and, and making a lot of plays uh, in the middle. Um, so we'll, you know, I, I think the the biggest thing, especially early on, is making sure everybody's on the same page and communicating because that's always the toughest part in the beginning of the season. Even if you guys have uh, experience together, there's always little tweaks to the defense to where, you know, if, if guys aren't the right play, uh, if guys aren't on the same page, you can execute it perfectly, but there's still a gap. So that, that that's something that I'll be looking for is, is how well we communicate how well the, uh, the synergy is within the team and, and look forward to again. It, uh, and Sal, you're not wrong. Uh, it still gets to about a uh, hundred degrees out here in Kansas. And I'm not, you know, I'm in the Midwest, so I can't imagine what uh, Louisiana is going to be like. It's going to be uh, pretty, pretty spicy, especially when we go down there for death Valley. Yeah. It's going to be cooking. No doubt. I, you, you hit it right on the head with communication, Steve. Uh, talking to Jimmy Charlo on Saturday during the last sim- scrimmage, he's the captain. He plays the Apache position, the combination linebacker, defensive back. He said, we just want – I asked him, what are your goals for the season for this defense? And his first thing he said, it, we just want to communicate well. He said, we want to play with relentless effort too. And that means, like, who cares if you're 10 yards or 15 yards behind the play – you're going to get up. If you're knocked down, you're going to get right back up, and you're going to chase down the play. Who knows? We saw that um, last year with Q Hammonds. He tracked down a long run um, in a game at home against Mikey Stadium. Just that extra effort. We've seen it in the past with guys who um, who played there. Julian D- McDuffie, I remember making a play, too, with just that relentless effort. Yep. We know the John Voigt play from the Army-Navy game uh, years back. I mean, that's a, a hallmark of the Army defense. You know, just that hustle yep. and that rally to the ball, right? That's something that that that's a phrase that has held the test of time because relentless effort was our description of our defense, um, and it's not just trying hard. That's what people hear relentless effort and they're like, "Oh yeah, just give it your best." It's not that, okay? Relentless effort. If you look up the word of relentless, okay, that's the type of effort we're talking about. It's the nothing stops you from playing as hard as you can for that five to seven seconds. Nothing. It's relentless. It's it's nonstop. It's full throttle. Um, and that's what uh, we need out of every player on defense. Because like you said, I've seen it throughout my career at high school and college. A guy that gives you relentless effort puts himself in a position to stop a big play or create a big turnover, shift the momentum. And we know momentum is huge when we're talking 
a close game. If you can seize the momentum with a huge turnover at a critical moment, that allows you to make something special happen on any given Saturday. Uh, you know, so I'm excited for it. Uh, I know it's 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 a couple days away, but you know the 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 Anderson clan is West Point out, gear out, Army football out, and we are excited to to get the season started. Yeah, I think if people are listening to this podcast right now or watching on YouTube and just hear what you your explanation of relentless effort and the passion that you have, Steve, I think that's enough. We're all we're all fired up and we're all ready for kickoff. <laughs> seven hey, seven o'clock Saturday yeah. night. NFL network. NFL network. So I uh know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we're all ready. Hey, just real quick, quick plugs, and then we'll get out of here. Check out our website. Just wrote a story on Tano Latule. He's a freshman a linebacker who's made the travel squad as a, a special teams player. Check out that story. Story on Hayden Reed. Seth Mendelson did a big picture story on where Army is heading into and heading into season. I had a person on um, X, Twitter, whatever we're calling it now, trying to say that if Army doesn't um, – real quick, Steve. I want to talk about this real fast. The new rules in the NCAA, right, where you the clock doesn't stop on first downs. And now those time-consuming drives from Army when they used to have the eight- or nine-minute drives now. Can Army still have those drives in this offense? Does it want to have those drives in this offense? You know, probably they want to win time of possession, right? I'm guessing they want to win time of possession. That's a key to winning. But now the rules have changed a little bit. So just that's – for me, that's we'll, we'll see what happens with that. The, the fan was saying, "Hey, if they can't control the clock and they can't they they throw five or less passes a game, they can't win games." Because I think some fans, real quick, some fans with this offense want to go back to the. I can't say the word, but the early two thousands. I can't say the coach's name's word, but they want it like, and even with conference realignment for Army, they want to say. Well, Conference USA didn't work for Army. So now in 2023, you know, Jeff Munkin was on a podcast with Rich DeMarco this week saying eventually Army's going to probably have to move into a, a conference with all this shuffling going on. Not right now, maybe not this year or next year, but in the future they might have to. But people have to like kind of – not everything's going back to 20 years ago. Things have changed in college football, right, Steve? A lot. And not just rosters. The game has changed. So I don't want to – I want to be polite on the comment, to be honest with you. I said I appreciate your feedback. But I want to say, you know, times are changing. And if you don't catch up with the changes, you're going to be left behind. So that's yeah, why – oh, go ahead. I have to believe that the – between Coach Munkin, the AD, a one-star general, and a three-star general – and all the people that have a say in where Army football heads, I'd have to say they not only know the situation better than the average fan, but they also probably care a little more than the average fan mm. because it's their livelihood, it's their job, it's their legacy, it's how they'll be remembered. So let's try to just temper that with – I get the, there's a reason why they're called fanatics, fanatics, Sal. Okay. Yeah. That's why, because they know what's best for their team and it needs to happen right now. So I, I like to see that we have a little tactical patience. You know, it was reassuring to hear coach Munkin that he understands the days of independent and the days of 
old, um, may not be what's best for the program, but we're not, we're not making a decision overnight. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out, you know, kind of like a, it's kind of like a, you know, when you, when you're, um, setting up your defense, you're letting everything else play out in front of you. And then you just kind of figure out where, um, where you fit, uh, at the end of the shuffle. So I, I have, there, there is no reason why I have, I, I can't trust, uh, coach Munkin and the decisions he's making and the people that we have around the organization. I have a few close friends that are really close to the organization that I feel confident. Uh, they've been leaders and mentors to me since the beginning of my time at West Point um, and have a lot invested into this, this program. So fanatics just enjoy the games on Saturdays, worry about all that other stuff. Um, you know, when there's time to panic, I promise you I'll be on here panicking, but until then just, you know, just enjoy the games on Saturday. Enjoy these young men playing their hearts out and putting it on the fields of friendly strife to, you know, give it all they got and, and, and watch young, you know, young men become grown men over the next two, three years they spent at the academy. Yeah, well said. So Army's 2023 schedule includes games at LSU, games at Syracuse, Boston College at home, uh, the Service Academy games that have been like, you know, fist fights the last couple of years, uh, Coastal Carolina, Troy yeah. at home. On the road against UTSA and Frank Harris, who's like 26 playing quarterback still in college football. So <laughs> there's, you know, if you're not fired up for that schedule and you're not fired up for Saturday, I don't know really, guys, what to tell you. Steve, we'll do this again soon. That conference realignment podcast we could do way down the road, but um, yeah. appreciate you jumping on. And guys, check out our website, Black Knight Nation. Subscribe, um, hit the thumbs up button, and we'll see you soon on the Black Knight Nation podcast. All right, beat them. <laughs>